episode of a new talk this is our it's your anniversary <laughs> you should play that one first song i might go find it and start to play it nothing wrong with it okay i'm gonna edit that out <laughs> <laughs> but it's our anniversary here at renew talk we've done one year god has blessed us praise jehovah yahweh <laughs> and our topic today is Emotions. He emotions, she emotions. And we're sharing our common differences. And we talk about a whole lot of stuff on this episode. It's good. Real good. I'm telling you, if you like to talk about life and how you feel, how you see, and understand things, then stay listening on this episode. Our theme scripture today comes from 1 John 3. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. And 1 John 3.18 says, Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings. And he knows everything. Everything. And so just to give a little opening to emotions and, you know, understand a little bit more about it. Emotions are defined to be a natural, instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstance, mood, or relationships with others. Any strong feeling, a moving of mind or soul, or disturbance or agitation of mind caused by a specific exciting cause and manifested by some sensible effect on body. Um, when I was doing some research, I found that like it's very hard to explain emotions. Like It's that... Thing that happens that uh, is scientific, but is not always caused by science, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, emotion, the word is derived from a French word with a Latin origin meaning outmove or ex-move. I don't know. Yeah, that's what it said, though. But I thought it was interesting when it said outmove because emotions are usually an outward sign of what's going on inwardly. Um, I have found that many times we as people often refer to emotions when we are sad, mad, disappointed, confused, or frustrated. We seem to link emotions to being a negative reaction to our surroundings and or experience. This way of thinking causes our positive reactions to be neglected and not seen as an emotion, when indeed at all times we are expressing an emotion. 
If someone says they are fine or okay, the actual emotion related to okay is being content. Fine with your present state of being for the mo- for the moment. That in itself is an emotion. So sometimes people say, I can't feel anything. Usually they really can. They just want you to think they can't feel anything. Um, even with a lot of deaths going on right now, I've heard of people's few people say, you know, I just feel numb. And I guess that just means they can't feel sorrowful at the moment because it's it's happening so much. But eventually you feel some type of emotion. Um, if you're alive and all of your um, cognitive thinking is working well, you feel some form of emotion. On today with our special guest, we're going to discuss emotions um, and how we feel as humans, male and female. We're going to discuss, you know, how men and women feel similar and how we're the same and how we're a little bit different. And we're also going to tap on a lot of other topics related to emotions, how it affects us in church, how it affects us in ministry, how we view people, you know? That's basically what we're going to talk about today with Miss Jewel B. Strauder and Mr. Dominic D. Forbes. But before that happens, on our 12th and anniversary episode, I'm going to have Miss Kelly Pritchett come along with our brand because we have a brand this month. Last month we didn't have a brand, but the Lord has come through. Look at it. Okay, so today's um, or this episode's featured brand is Serenity Amore. It's a clothing line by my good friend. Stephanie Money, it was founded in 2013. It's based on the serenity prayer, and Stephanie feels that there are things in life that are easier than others to accept through God, so why not incorporate that into her clothing line? Um, serenity and more is for all ages, sizes, and genders, so you can do your Christmas shopping through Serenity and More. Why not? Sounds like a good idea. That does sound like a good idea. You can find Stephanie and Serenity Amore on Facebook, which is just simply Serenity Amore, or on Instagram at Serenity Amore Clothing. Now, PSA, it's not Amore how you typically spell it. It's two A's. It's A-A-M-O-R. Again, that is Serenity Amore. Amore is spelled A-A-M-O-R. So... Go check out my girl, Stephanie. One thing I can say about um, this clothing line, she actually pays attention to the detail and shirts she buys and things like that and the bulk. Um, she doesn't just you know grab t-shirts and say, oh, I like this t-shirt. She actually pays attention to um, the fabric and the quality. So you're getting a good, um, good product for a great price. So go check out Serenity Moore and Stephanie on Facebook and Instagram, tell her Kelly sent you, and back to Janelle. Well, thank you. We appreciate Miss Stephanie Amore. Oh. Stephanie Money. <laughs> Stephanie Money, uh, allowing her brand to be a part of a new talk. And like I say always, if you have a brand in mind, hit up ElaineJanelle.com and click on contact and leave the information there. Let us know about the brand and, you know, we support um, people doing their own thing who don't have a regular commercial break, uh, platform. We want to push the brands who may not be out there like that. Let them get some uh, business. You know what I'm saying? Um, in the meantime, before we go to our interview, you know we always play some good music. And before we go to this interview, I like to hear um, Mr. Raphael Sadiq sometimes. And this is my one good song that I love from him called Keep Marching. 
no matter what you're going through, no matter what's going on, you just keep pushing, all right? Don't give up. You know, God, he, he has the grace and the goodness to push you through. And he's just going to show you. He not he's going to show you you're respected in. That's he what Jeremiah not, said. He, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't edit that out. Leave that in there. <laughs> so, it's an oldie but goodie. Here we have Raphael Sadiq with Keep Marching. We'll be back at you here at Renewed Talk with Elaine Janelle and Kelly Pritchett. Peace out. talk it's our one year anniversary and it's been live tonight for real yo it's been live so (laughs) (laughs) i'm here with the lovely miss jewel Schroeder and the awesome mr dominic forbes can you guys introduce yourselves we'll start with jewel since she's you know the lovely lady hello everyone my name is jewel i am a worship leader i am the leader of a movement called Glory Camp, which involves music, culture, art, praise and worship. Um, and also, last and least, um, I worked for the Department of Labor as a career specialist. And Mr. Dominic, do share about a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm, I'm Dominic Forbes. Uh, just a regular guy. Uh, I don't do too much. Uh, 
I work in the shoe store and have a love for shoes. So I work in the shoe store so I can get shoes for cheap. Let me get some. Uh, that's about it. I'm just, <laughs> this is your one year anniversary. We happy. That's all about me. I ain't going to detail. We good. You don't want to say that you play an instrument, a drum, a keyboard, or nothing? That don't even matter. <laughs> so we're talking about emotions tonight. And I just want to ask y'all a few quick questions. Um, do you feel like guys and girls share their emotions differently? Like Ooh. we express our emotions differently. Do you guys feel that or do you think we're quite similar but you know, because we're not the same sex, we have a hard time understanding each other. Do do explain. We we similar. My belief this the, what makes it different is people out here fronting, <laughs> acting like they're too tough to uh, express themselves. You know what I'm saying? Because because in society, it's like, oh, if you express yourself, you're uh, weak. You're less than a man. Man, bump all that. Like, we got feelings just like a woman got feelings. And and, and I do believe that we are, we share a lot of the same similarities. And it comes to expression that we don't have that monthly stuff. You know, we don't be feeling all that or whatever. You know, mm -hmm. other than that, like, yeah. You don't. And that's a huge, that's a big deal. I would like to say, I, I agree. And then, I disagree. I think that men and women express differently in a lot of instances because men, a lot of times, I feel, choose to hide a lot of their emotions or they express them in other ways than females. So then sometimes it may seem as Females are like, you know, over the top or overt. And men are like, you know, y'all always kind of like, oh, making us look like we're over emotional or, you know, can't control ourselves. And that's not the case. So um, this is just my question. Why do you think it's acceptable for a woman to be emotional and not acceptable for a man to be emotional? Now, me personally, I fall into this category because... I can't stand an emotional man, a man who's always telling wow. me how he feels. I don't care, just suck it up. But I know it shouldn't be. I know it shouldn't be like that, but that's just the way because I'm naturally not an emotional person. Like I don't show emotion. So like when I see a man being extremely emotional, it just irritates me. But why do you think society has made it so that women can be it's fine for them to be emotional? Emotional. But when you see, put that on t-shirt, emotional. Yeah. But when you see a man being emotional, it's a problem. I, I feel that um, it's okay for men to be emotional. Me personally, okay, not like whiny. Right. But I feel that they should express their emotions. You know, for me, I'm big on communication. Right. I'm big on, you know, tell me how you really feel because I, I feel that Men will use that as an excuse to, oh, well, that's why I did this or, right. you know, I did that. No. Put it out up front. Tell me how you really feel so we can discuss what's really there. Stop trying to sweep things under the rug or hide things. Be open. Be honest. The same that I would expect that from a woman, I expect that from a man. That's, that's how I feel about it. Dominic? Mr. Forbes? Oh, yeah. Oh, um... 
don't know because I think that a lot of people, well, the men feel like that's the woman's job to be emotional. That's why, you know what I'm saying, even as kids, we get taught to be tough. Like, you know what I'm saying, don't show no emotion. And I think that that kind of, that mindset has like had people in situations where they were shut down or they felt like if I express myself like, yo, I'm showing a sign of weakness and to me, that really ain't the case because I just don't believe it makes you no less than a man if you express yourself. Like, you got to talk about it. I, I mean, I agree. I mean, I don't. I'm just like Joel. I don't want a crybaby, but I do want a person who is level-minded and level-headed enough that can they express themselves and what's really going on. I don't like when I understand it, but I don't like when people are so secretive that you got to dig yeah. to get to know them. Mm-hmm. That makes me know that you have walls up, even whether it's a friendship or it's a relationship. I think that bothers me. Because then I'm like, all right, after a while, I don't have all that energy to just keep asking you 50 questions. I don't care after a while. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love Kelly. I think it has a lot to do with people's past experiences. And sometimes people really don't know if they can trust a person. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, us sitting around this table, you know, we kind of know each other's character. You know what I'm saying? But you can't expect somebody to know that. You're good-hearted and you're pure-hearted. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, right I mean, yeah. I get I get it on both ends. I get what you're saying, though. So, in well. the beginning, it's fine. But if we've been doing this for, yeah, like, true. five months and you still... Good, right. Uh-uh. You got you got to get. <laughs> you got to get. You got You got You got to get. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's just me. And I, I, I think I'm a, a easy person to become friends with. Because um, I, I don't put have any put ons or take offs or like, you know, that's who, who you see is what you get. But I think it's bad when pe- you make people dead. And I understand, like, you're right, Jewel, people do have a lot. If people have been through a, a whole lot, I know people that have been hurt in, you know, relationships. But it's just something about, like, if I'm taking the time to open up slowly, then you should be able to take the time to open up okay. as well in, in your own way. I, right. Like, you don't have to, don't give all, but in your own way. That's what I mean by that. I got you, sister. Um, so here's a, something that I find quite unique. I um, was doing research about emotions, and we're basically talking about in the research that, you know, we always lean towards negative emotions as being emotional. So if I cry, I'm emotional. If I'm sad, I'm emotional. If I'm angry, frustrated, confused, then I'm emotional. But if I'm happy, it's not really considered like people. Yeah, people don't pay attention. Well, you're happy today. Shouldn't you always be happy? You you know like I think that's the thing because I don't want to say we should always be happy, but you ever notice people won't tend to magnify negativity more. Yeah, and like if you walk, if you're like a naturally like I'm not. I don't want to say I'm a naturally happy person, but I just like. You're more positive. Yeah, I'm more positive. I'm an optimist. Yeah, it's true. But it's just like, if I come in and I'm like furious, and if I'm really, really, I'm angry, if I'm crying or anything like that, oh, she's being emotional today. Because my natural 
you know, happiness is such a positive thing. So it's something that you quote unquote should be mm-hmm. as opposed to that's just how I see it. I don't know what y'all think. Not think, think. <laughs> what do you think? Let the gentleman talk. Uh, Mr. Forbes. At the end of the day, we're just emotional beings. Whether uh, we're laughing or we're crying. Because you just expressed that being happy uh, is an emotion. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm taking that a lot of times when we happy, we're laughing. I'm laughing like all the time. I'm having a good time. In the 1600s, it was frowned upon for people to show emotion. Do you think we have evolved? Mm, like a lot of a lot of things in the 16, like in that era, or we can even go to like the 1940s. A lot of things were saw as psychological problems. Like, like they thought, oh, you got a problem. Something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. That's what it is but, but it's like I think I think because we have so many other bigger issues to worry about it's like some people who are like extremely emotional I think this is biased but I think have like a little imbalance but <laughs> but judge me please but it's just like we we evolved but we haven't evolved in the sense of it's okay. We just have bigger fish to fry. We have people dealing with bigger problems. So That's true. We're just going to like, oh, if you cry a lot, but he's over here. He wants to get, like, he wants to end his life, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, the extremes have gotten different, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think, and it's interesting that you say that, Kelly, because I do believe that if you have somebody who's extremely emotional, Sometimes it is like a depression behind it or something else behind it that could lead to suicide. But it's like, like you said, we have we are dealing with bigger situations. So we won't focus on other people. I don't know. I, I'm, how can I say this? I feel like sometimes at work or even at like church or something, we are so focused on this that we don't realize that this is a problem over here. But this is a bigger issue. Right. Well, this is a bigger issue. issue. Yeah, like if you have like fifty members leave a church at one time, this is a bigger issue than at that moment versus maybe somebody feeling like my family's falling apart and I'm coming to church and the church isn't helping me. Mm. You know, but they're still both issues because you're trying to figure out why do all these people leave the church and mean something's really going on, and then you're also trying to figure out okay why is your family falling apart and where where is the church lacking in it? This is just an analogy. Example it means nothing. We're not talking about anybody specifically. <laughs> this is so just take your throwing... emotions off your shoulder because we're not talking about you. Yeah, we're just throwing this out there. But I mean that I feel like that always is the case. Like if I was to get on social media right now and express like a deeper area of my life, if I was that type of person, which I generally am not, I think that people have a problem with that because I'm not spending time discussing, you know, Black Lives Matter. Or the fact that there's so many black African American, black African American, think it's two different things. African American men have, you know, are being killed. That is a solution. There is a problem. There is a problem in the land of uh, concerning that because the system was never made for African Americans as whole people. We were considered half people when they made all these laws. But going back to the issue, if I'm talking about that, Lord, 
I'm dying here. I can't function. Something's wrong with me. It, it should be a comparison. Just because I'm showing some emotion concerning my issue or my problem, there shouldn't be any comparison. Granted, I'm not a big person with writing your all of your life and emotions on social media. Don't think I was endorsing that. It was just an example. <laughs> so from that, do you guys think that what Janelle was saying, or what I really what we were both saying is that sometimes we because we have bigger fish to fry and things like that, we kind of neglect other people's emotions. Now, my emotions, I may feel differently. Let me rephrase that. I may have the same emotions as somebody, right? Mm-hmm. But the situation is different. Yet, I still feel the same way. Do you think it's fair for people to say, well, that doesn't count because you got this, but it's still making me feel the same way? How do you guys feel about that? This is just an example. I, me and Janelle, and I'm just saying this again as an example for those listening. Janelle and I both want to kill ourselves. I want to kill myself because my boyfriend left me. Janelle wants to kill herself because she lost her job. Uh, her mom died, God forbid, and a bunch of other stuff. We both want to kill ourselves, but... The situations are different. Is it fair for Janelle to belittle me because my situation is different as opposed to hers? Or is it like fair because we both want to kill ourselves? That's just an example. It's an extreme example. Yeah, I believe it's fair because can't nobody tell you how you supposed to feel or can belittle you because of how you feel about a particular situation. Um, because at the end of the day, you're entitled to your own feelings just like the other person is. So, like, can't nobody say, oh, well, I'm mad at such a such a such. I'm feeling you wrong or feeling like, oh, no, nah, I can't do me like that. Like, and I don't think nobody should. You know how you want to feel about that's that's the point of that's like part of being an individual, your own individual. Like those are your feelings and not nobody else. And nobody tell you, yeah, you heard my feelings. How is somebody gonna tell me that they did? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. But no, I. I it's, that's funny you said that because I was talking to somebody on Saturday and they say, you know, when you work with people who are in hospitals and they're in pain, you right. know, doctors usually ask the question, is your pain from a 1 to 10, 10 being the greatest, 1 being the, the least? That's usually what they ask. And, you know, it's like doctors will just go through the moment with you, but sometimes they don't realize how intense the pain right. is until you go through something where you are in a lot of pain and then you're right. like, I believe you. <laughs> I believe that your pain is that serious. That's a good point, Dominic. Like you can't tell somebody that they don't feel how hurt. Yeah, in conjunction with all that has been discussed tonight. Um, do you think as we as we mature, do you think we handle our emotions better? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a being emotional is a very biblical concept. I was reading about. Um, how Joseph 
was very emotional when he first saw his brothers for the first time after he went through everything he went through. And then he saw them back in the palace when they were coming for food and how he broke down. Like, he had to remove himself from the place. So I think, like, is there maturity in how we deal with our emotions? And um, do you have any examples of it or anything, Dominic and Jewel? Just because I, I believe that even with your emotions, you still have to show some kind of wisdom. Like, just because you're feeling a certain way, yeah, there are your emotions, yeah, there are your feelings. Certain things don't need to be expressed, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got to tell everybody. You choose to, that's your choice, but sometimes you have a little wisdom. Like, you have to, you have to show that and, and, and uh, put it to word. Like, I don't know. I think that I think that as you grow, if it is a desire for you as an individual, I think that you can grow in your emotions. I also think that sometimes you'll get connected to people that will help you grow in your emotions. Like I think that's a big thing. That's good. Um and then I think Dominic, where'd you go? Then I think that, you know, another part of it is you get tired of being misunderstood. You get tired of having to, you know, explain yourself. No, I meant this. And I, so I think a lot of, some of it does become, you know, some things you do keep to yourself or you try to process things um, more, you know, before you speak out or before you lash out, you try to, I, this is just my personal opinion. You know, as you grow, you try to you know, step away from situations and kind of process them. And I think that is a maturity that happens most times. Some people might not ever reach that point. Nope. Yeah. I think mature, like, that comes also with different experiences. Absolutely. Like, I can, I don't have to be, it, it, it goes hand in hand, like, maturity and experiences. That's true. I can experience something and I choose to be, mature in the way mm -hmm. I display my emotions like if and again this is just an example <laughs> if I was in a relationship where a guy where it all right scratch that if I was in a relationship and I was a brat and I always got my way and I always fell out about things and he left me and I get into another relationship maturity and experience is going to tell me Hmm, if I do this again, there's a chance that I'll get left. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's where, like, maturity and experience meet. Like, you, your maturity level fluctuates with experience. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean you'll get more mature with more experience. And you might get more immature with experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, so, we would hope that you would We would mature. hope you would get mature <laughs> with experience, but that it doesn't all experience doesn't always guarantee maturation therefore no i'm kidding um come on maturation <laughs> isn't that a good word put that's that on t-shirt <laughs> no but it's just like you you, you know mature it's, it's just your experience experiences also um help you really really if i if i would have put this episode into a nutshell it's really navigating your emotions that's you know? good like how to and, and another thing is how to be safe and navigate your emotions. Mm-hmm. Which is self control. Which is just really yeah, it's self control. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I you can say, Oh, you can't lash out and get angry, 
But at the same time, if somebody says something to you, you can't bust out crying. You can't bust out laughing. You know what I'm saying? It's right. all emotions, but it's, you know, it's being saved and being emotions. And can I still be considered saved and still go through depression? It, 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 it really, it's really just navigating through, not, and not even just like a spiritual thing, but like we said, a mature, like a maturation thing. Can I still be emotional and express how I feel and care about how somebody feels and still be considered mature? And I think you can, because I think it is a poor person who cannot express themselves. Touche. That's a very Don't low person. Through. Walk through that. <laughs> Who can't express themselves. And I think... What'd you say, Dominic? I said, too sad. (laughs) Yeah. I just think it's... Because it's sad that... Okay, I have a book called The Emotionally Healthy Church. And it's a pastor who talks about, like, a whole bunch of things were happening bad at his church. Like, people were leaving. People were stepping out of position. People were going through divorces. And just all these things were happening at church. And he was just trying to maintain this, like... Well, praise the Lord. Right. Well, glory, hallelujah. Oh, and like that's such a falsified mindset. And it's like I think I think even pastors or leaders sometimes will fall into that just because they don't want the people to see the true now. When I feel like ministry and and growth is more effective when you show the real you. It's no, false. right? No, I don't want you cussing and fussing and acting a complete fool. I hope there's some maturity in that area. Right. But I think. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why not, Dominic? Why not? Because if you all that, what you said, pastor, and you doing all that, that's going to that's gonna make me not mess with you. Right? I need to see that. Let me see you. Let me see you get ignorant. Well, I mean, some people can what? take it, but some people can't. Now, Dominic, you said, now, now I'm going to give them this. I'm going to give them this. Let me tell you why. Because, <laughs> I mean, we got pastors that are like tattoo freaks. We got people mm-hmm. who we like we getting away from this traditional church concept. Let's let's be more real involved about it. You got pastors that still drink. You got pastors that still cuss, and they don't mind telling you if you catch them on a good day. But they cuss a little bit. <laughs> so I mean, I'm just you know, I'm, like I said, I'm stepping away from traditional church. And so my listeners who are getting a little offended, I'm just being very bluntly honest. Get your emotions off your shoulders. <laughs> So when you just said that, Dominic, I'm saying, well, could you handle, could you handle a leader of your ministry if you knew that when you made them mad, they might cuss you out? It's a good one. Now you walk out. Could I handle that? Yeah. But my thing is, I don't cuss, right? I quit cussing around about eight years ago. I, 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 I quit cussing. That's but good. if you can Go cuss ahead. me out, don't let don't let it be a problem when I cuss you back out. <laughs> <laughs> so we were we, we relationship. Like, you cuss me out, I cuss you out. Somebody cuss your pastor out? Somebody cuss your pastor out? Then what? Did someone cuss your pastor out? Oh, nah. Oh. You're very passionate about this. Not to my knowledge, but she said because me out. Yeah, because you said why not? And this that's why I asked that question. If a pastor was to come to you a little bit more hostile or a little bit more aggressive, like, I don't want a, a hostile, aggressive pastor even 
if they're a little mad about something, because I'm going to tell them they need to pipe down. <laughs> yes, and it I will be a situation. And, I, I, and I will talk a pastor that. I have no problems. So. <laughs> Jesus, this is turn. <laughs> But I mean, I'm, we're, still, we're still talking about emotions, I guess. We're still talking about emotions. But you guys were saying that you feel like pastors should be open and raw. I have some different feelings about Me that. Too. I, I I agree to a certain extent, but then I don't because I see a lot of other aspects of the church and people in church. And I just feel like leaders are a lot of times, first of all, they have a lot on their plate. And then, and then being open and raw can make them vulnerable mm-hmm. or open in areas that they might not be able to handle. You know, their emotions might not be, you know, up to par where they can handle that type. So, you know, it's it's <laughs> thin line right there. Go ahead, Kelly. You itching. It's just I and I agree with you. I agree with Janelle and Dominic to an extent. Because you are a leader, the Queen cannot the Queen of England, she cannot just do anything this that she wants to do. This is good. Yes, she's a woman. If you cut her, she'll bleed just like I bleed. But look at where, she, look at the seat mm-hmm. she sits on. So although a pastor is in living home, living with the pastor, yes, they're a man or a woman. Yes, they they feel the same way, same way we do. But at the same time, because you are a leader and because you hold that position, not just physically but spiritually, sure. right. there should be a a again. Here's this. M word maturation that because you're in that position you should be able to hold your tongue mm-hmm. now I'm not saying you don't get frustrated or anything right. like that but there should be a level of maturity where you are where you just don't lash out on people you don't because who are you t- so if that's the case why are you preaching to me mm-hmm. you should be sitting where I'm sitting right because that means you can't control. really help me yeah, yeah, you, can't you can't really, really help, help me. me so mm-hmm. it, it really is you know of course, and that's a whole nother topic for a thing. But it's just like when it comes to leadership, even your boss, he can't really like snap the way he wants to snap because he's your boss. He has to run the company or whatever you right. do. Not my boss. Oh, <laughs> praise God. <laughs> but that's that's just I, and I agree with Jules. Like you, you, you can have your emotions, but. If you're going to flip out, flip out in the privacy of your own home. Don't Absolutely. do it in front of me because then I'll be looking at you. Well, you might as well sit down here with me and have somebody else preach if that's the case. Right. That's not to say you're better than me. Right. But because I'm, because you're, you, you have this seat of leadership, I'm supposed to be following you. So if it's okay for you to flip out, cuss, fuss, holler, things like that, then why can't I do it? And, that, well, and that's why I said that back to Dominic when he said, why not? I was really playing devil's advocate. And I was like, okay, well, if you're saying this is fine with you, right? how do you deal with it when it happens to you? Exactly. Because some people like to say that. Some people like to say, like, they don't mind having a leader that's real all real until it happened to them. And then they're like, oh, never mind. It's like, well, what is... Oh, here. Yeah, like, that's not to me. I'm just being I'm just being honest. That's why I said I can't do a leader like, it's like that because I'll be sitting there like, can you pipe down? <laughs> you're at a 10 I need you to bring it to about 4 <laughs> <laughs> yeah so go ahead Dominic because I know something well, is on your tongue no 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 what y'all are saying is, is Bill you know what I'm saying because like I've been at this engagement right and 
we go out to eat. Like, I've not seen this man like two, three times in my life, right? And all in church, mind you. And you're a pastor, cool, no problem, no doubt. Do your thing. But um, we go out to eat. And my man takes a liquor shot. Now, he ain't get drunk. But I'm sitting at the table and I'm scratching my head. And I'm like, dang, like this man don't even know me or nothing. Yeah, that's inappropriate. We can pay it. We can make it. So I'm like, you know what? I could never go to your church. That's just me. Because he took so a liquor like, shot? Man, you still real judgmental. <laughs> now, I don't agree with him taking a liquor shot in front of his taints. Like, I think that that's very immature. Oh, no, you said judge I'm him. judgmental? Yes. Well, Why I you just say, say you can't go to his shot, his church, if he take a shot? Because of, because of this right here. If you know me, if we cool like that, because he don't know what that could have did to me if I didn't know no better. Yeah, but maybe God put you in that position to help that young man. So you you a mature Christian. You know the word. This is so what if God put him there, allowed you to see that, so that you can sit that young man. So you can assist that young man. Why you always got to be the victim? <laughs> I said, what if you were put there to assist that young man? Why are you playing victim right now? Because you, you're you not a babe in Christ, if we would. If we could, go ahead and use that term. You're not a babe. I'm not so a babe, but I ain't got no flock. I ain't got no, I'm not leading, so you a pastor. Okay, so why not? Okay, got you. I got you. I agree with you. I don't think that it's right. But I feel like instead of you saying, oh, I can't go to that man's church, I'm expecting a different response out of you. I meet me from knowing you. I would be expecting, okay, let me pull this young man aside and explain. Control your emotions. <laughs> and explain to this young man why that is not a good look, why he should really, you know, cover himself a little bit better. Can I, can I make a statement? Can I give you all a scenario? Sally. There was a, a preacher. No, I'm not going to say which denomination, because as soon as I say it, everybody's going to be like, oh! <laughs> there was a preacher in New York, and he was a severely bad alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And it was one usher who used to stand at the door and wait for him to come. And if he was not in his right frame of mind, if he was stewed, she would turn him around, get him back in the car, and say, no, he's not preaching. Go back in there, tell the people... He's not going to bank it today. Wow. Could preach fire down from heaven, but he was a severe alcoholic. Now, I see what both of you are saying, Mm -hmm. but I will say this. Again, when you're in that position, it is not good for everyone to see every single flaw. Mm -hmm. I agree. You get what I'm saying? Because... That'll make me say, and it even if I am, you know, mature in Christ or mature spiritually, well, he can preach fire down from heaven, and he can still get drunk. Why can't I? I drink? Oh yeah. You you get what I'm saying? 
So it's really about should I do should preachers really have skeletons in their closet? No, but reality is they do. They do. It's just a matter of showcasing it to the public. Mm-hmm. Is even I I'm not even gonna say a preacher. If I was a celebrity and I had skeletons in my closet, that's not everybody's business to know. I agree. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like that moment I mm-hmm. become famous. I don't want people in my love life. Right. It's nobody's business. Because then people get so caught up on what I'm doing, they lose interest in what I'm what I'm creating. Or if I'm a preacher, they lose sight of the message. You can't get past the fact that I had a shot of something. And I'm not saying it's right. Right. Mm-hmm. But you can't get like just like Dominic said, I can't go to his church. Because I can't get past that fact that he blatantly did that in front of me. I could have been anybody. I could have been somebody who struggled with alcoholism. And you didn't and you didn't you didn't even think twice about it. You just did it. So now I'm looking at you like, well sorry. And see, I'm a little I bit. I get it. Yeah, I'm a little bit on the fence. You know, I understand Jewel, and I understand. See, I understand. Listen, we just heard this because this ain't about. I mean, we talk about this emotions, emotions no but we having a leadership conference right now. But it's still, this is still about emotions because the church has the church. Uh, or let me say this: I think even reading because I like to read. I'm really weird like this. I like to read how atheists view us. Mm. I like to read that because I like to see how people who are, are in their own perception of how life goes, who have no biblical or no standard. I'm not going to say no no biblical standard. They don't have any standard. Like, the person who's atheist, like, they're not Jewish. They're, you know, they have don't... Right. These Jewish people have a, 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 a standard. A sense of morality. They have a standard. <clears throat> the um, Muslims have a standard. Who they have is, a Quran. They... We all, all, any type of religion has some form of standard in which they stand on or believe. So when somebody says, I don't believe in anything... Or there is nothing, right. or I just believe in getting as much knowledge as I can, and that's like endless. Um, then that means you really don't have a standard. You're just moseying around life and just seeing whatever you can get for what you can get. So, but I like to see how they view us. Anyway, going back to that, I think a lot of people think that people who may have been in the church and have now decided to be atheists or not believe in God, they for some reason continue to view us like we're just like these animals or sense of beings that only follow God. Like we don't have a brain. Like right. we don't think. And that's not true. That's not that's not true. Like we it's real. And that's why we have a relationship with God because we talk to him. Right. We don't just go we don't just read a Bible and go a to a church twice a week or on Sunday for two hours. It's actually a reality in us right. that connects with God. We let the it's we let our inner beings connect with God. It's just not a mind thing. Right. It's a right. being it's an inner being thing, it's a spiritual thing. And that's why I say emotions is all a part of that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say that a lot of times in the church, they don't want to acknowledge emotions. And I think that there is a space for it in maturity, maturation. There is a space for it. Now, going back to what Kelly said, that happened to me. Not with a preacher drinking a thing of liquor, because Dominic has his own story. It happened yes. to me with a preacher who is actually younger than me in age, but they're more popular than me in ministry. And the way that they showed themselves the first time I met them was a little bit loose. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. They were a little bit more loose. But because I am a mature Christian, as Joel stated with Dominic, mm-hmm. that you're mature, you should you could actually minister back to them. You know, you don't have to act like this is a stumbling block for you. But for a minute I had to gather my feelings and emotions because I took it personal. personal. That's the thing. That's what it is. My emotions took personal. place. 
And I took it personal and I said, how dare you sit amongst us who you don't even know? Okay. I could ruin your career. Word. I can make a few phone calls and shut this whole deal. If I like to gossip, <laughs> I could turn you out. I like to gossip. <laughs> if I like I can, it. I can make sure that, pe- that churches think twice before they call you to come preach. But I had to think, that's not the right way, number one. So I didn't get caught up in that too much. I just, you know, I just thought it That's through. what really, then that's what goes through, like, everybody's head. Like, what? Because it throws you for a loop. Mm-hmm. That that throws you for a loop. But go ahead, continue. Yeah. Yeah, so what what, what I did, Dominique, was I said to the person, even the people we were riding with, when, I, when we left, I said to them, I said, I am upset that they acted like that. I said, but in the other sense, I said, I just personally, this is where my stand for life. I wouldn't call that person to preach for our young people or at my church unless um, I felt like God was saying, you know, they're past it or, mm-hmm. let, you know, get over it or, you know, they, they have a word in their mouth for your ministry. Other than that, I wouldn't let them because my thing is this. Then it's a whole nother level, but we don't have to go there. My thing is whatever they're dealing with and what they were so loose about, even if you get in my pulpit and you preach holiness, that means that spirit is transferable. Right. So I can, we can leave whatever convention or church service where now I got kids dealing with the same thing that you was actually dealing with because when you spoke, even though you spoke about God, that spirit spoke out of you too. Wow. Yeah. Sure. So like I became protective of my people. Now, can I go hear that person preach? Sure. I'm strong enough to handle Yeah, I can handle your craziness. I can handle your foolishness. But everybody's not like that. Yeah. That's, that's where the scripture comes in being a stumbling block to people because you don't know who's not like that. You don't know who's not strong enough to handle it. That's good. Go ahead, Dominic. Sorry. It does like me because, like, I see the man right now. I dap him up, but I'm just like, when I got to call my home, I was like, dog, how? I said, this man don't even, like, I'm not ever eating chicken with him at anybody's table. So how did he feel like he could do that? And not only that, the dude... forget that God can still use people in the way that he wants, wants to use them. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that he can't. And I've seen him use the man. But I'm saying for me, that didn't do me no good. Because what if I want who I was? That's what I'm saying. Like, it could have turned me all the way around from the church. Yeah. And to 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 be on, I'm not saying I'm taking Dominic's side or their sides or anything like that, but I see what he's saying. Like, even though Dominic is strong spiritually, 
that was still a stumbling block mm-hmm. because it didn't hurt Dominic spiritually, but man, I ain't fooling with you no more. Mm-hmm. Like you doing this and you doing that. And Dominic didn't say, you know, what he may have, if he preached before what he was preaching about. And you just went and contradicted possibly everything you just spoke about. Right. So it's not necessarily like being a babe in Christ or a babe spiritually, but you can, that can still be a stumbling block to someone who is mature mm-hmm. because that's not going to stop me from being spiritual or anything like that. I just will never look at you the same. Yeah. And in a way that's still considered a stumbling block. Cause when you preach, I tune you straight out. Don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> you you got to say. say that's crazy. It's, but that's true. But now, that's true. Real. I mean, that that's is real. real. That, is, that real. is real. And that, that shouldn't, and that should I say, and should that, be the situation? No, but because my emotions and my mind just told me, uh, mm-mm. <laughs> seriously, so my so emotions true. just told me, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> because how you want, like, in this, and goes back to, you might as well be sitting down here with me, and that's not to say that God can't use you, but my my flesh is going to come in and say, what? <laughs> you was just. And that becomes a stump, and I don't want to say a stumbling block where it'll stop you from progressing spiritually, but it's like a hindrance because, like, oh man, and he might really have a word for you, yeah. but because he did that, you turned him like you. Dominic can turn him right off. Yeah. So it's like, and it's not even, and it goes beyond leadership. It's like I can't do certain things. I'm not saying I do everything, but there has to be a certain way I act around certain friends. Because they don't understand church. Because they don't understand, you know, they're Catholics, so they really don't understand. And I'm not saying all Catholics, again, I'm not saying all Catholics aren't spiritually, aren't spiritual. But to that extent, they don't really understand my spiritual lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I cannot do everything around them because when it's time for me to maybe minister to them, well, Kelly, wasn't you just doing that? Well, wasn't you just doing this? Mm-hmm. And like they've turned me completely off, and it's become, oh well, you do this and you do that session instead of me actually ministering to them. Yeah, yeah, because they could because people know the Bible. Like even people who don't believe it, they know, know it. it. <laughs> I think for me, my approach is just a little bit different at this stage in my life. Like I, I agree with the standard. Listen, I am, you know, a person of, you know. You take your steps, you know what I'm saying? You get better as life goes on. You know, you conquer things as life goes on. For me, when I'm seeing somebody that is not measuring up or they have a downfall or they have a bad area or they have a struggle, for me, I'm looking at, I immediately look back at myself. And I remember that there's something about me that's not right or that I still need to get together. But God graces me through the things that I am still getting together about myself and allows me the opportunity to, you know, encourage somebody or to minister to somebody or to play a drum or to sing a song. So, you know what I'm saying? All you, it's different. Like people that are in a preacher, a leader, you know what I'm saying? You have to stand in front of people. Okay. You're still using your gift to minister, but you're behind closed doors. You know what I'm saying? Or you're not you're not out in the front. So for me, 
everybody has a standard that they should up uphold. Everybody, and then understanding that everybody is at a different place. You right. know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. you don't know, like. Maybe he just lost his mom and dad. Maybe somebody just died in his family and he wasn't really thinking straight. I'm not making excuses. But, but what I am well. saying is that I, when I see somebody that's not right or I see something that's not right, I'll turn it back on me. And I remember that, you know, oh, God, the grace that has been extended to me. So I'm not becoming a, oh, why you do that or why you do that? I try to find the good in people. I try to, you know, stay compassionate towards people, you know, and pray. Maybe God wanted you to pray. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's me. That's my outlook. Um, I'm not, because I see both ends. You know what I'm saying? I see the struggle of, of a pastor or of leaders, and then I see people that are just open and wild, and it's just like, yo, you you making everything look bad. So I get it. Like, I get both ends. But that's mm -hmm. just my, my take. My, my question, well, my question to that would be, are you gonna come? Are you gonna show your hand to somebody you never been in company with? Yeah, I see what he's saying. Me personally, no. Me personally, I'm not opening up yeah, to true. anybody that I don't trust. Right. Period. Right. That's me. And so, that was, like and, I said, you don't know what other people's experiences are. You don't know. I get. I got you guys. You have a hand of compassion. Because that was my thing. Like, at the end of the day, I didn't. There's no way in the world he could have felt that comfortable. Me being cool, me being whatever, but you still don't know me. What if I was that person to get on the World Wide Web and blast? Right, you know what I'm saying? Go at him. This awesome. I'm it. about to go at him as a friend, and then I'm about to blast him. <laughs> I get it. I get it, but you, you know weren't. I, but you weren't. What? And so, because you were the person that weren't, that weren't, then <laughs> I love it. Then, then it should. It, then it gotta go a different way. Then that wasn't. Then, then it wasn't meant to be taken that way. That's that's how I see it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't meant for you to take it as, oh, I don't want to go to church no more. I don't want to this because at a certain point in your life and my life, you know, for me right now, I'm at such. A place of you know wanting God and desiring God so much and you know have been waiting on things for so long it's just like I can't look at the next man I don't care what you are pastor bishop whoever I can't look at you and say oh well that because you did that let me just go ahead and all right it's all right I'm not at that place I'm at the place where listen my relationship with God is it what it is because I want it to be that way not because of no preacher, me, and nothing. And I think people have gotten away from their personal relationships with God. And you just want to always talk about the preacher, this, the preacher, that. Okay. The preacher can't but save your soul. But why are we going to church? We might as well stay in Don't the Don't go. If going to church is a stumbling block for you, do like my dad. Stay home. He don't go to church. He say, Jewel, guess what? The church is in me. I'm going to stay home now. He got a lot of work to be done. Trust me. He ain't got it all. But if you want to be like him, if you think that's going to help your soul, then, hey, brother, I ain't telling you to not go to church. But you got to make your own decision. But how can we sit here and say the person that's supposed to be the flock leader how are we going to be able to see him be like, look, I don't care what you do. Go out there and smoke rocks. Go pick you up some prostitute. 
Nobody says cool. Yeah, it's honest. Because I got my Nobody says cool. But what I am saying is that everybody falls short. So as much so as no. much as you wanna point a finger, you need to be putting up a prayer. That's how I feel about it. Put up a prayer. Point a finger, put up a prayer. Put that on a t-shirt. So I got, I got, put it on a t-shirt. I, 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 I knew Kelly was going to say it. I was waiting for her to finish. Put, put it on a t-shirt. Go ahead. Put that on a t-shirt. Put put it on I'm t-shirt. listening to you. I'm open. Because we, you know how we do it anyway. Like, we can go all day. We're not going all day because we don't renew talking. You're going to edit the crap out of this. Uh-uh, I'm keeping my lot of this. Ah! It was what else you got to say? I'm running the show. I didn't turn into Kelly any lane. <laughs> I mean, Jo, I'm the third co-host. What? She just turned into both of us. <laughs> she said, "Forget two. I got one." No, this two. is good though. <laughs> I've enjoyed this. Good conversation. No, no, this, this is this is very good. But you see it your way, I see it mine. You're right. She see it hers. So let me ask you this question. See. Have you seen the drunk man since? Oh, I'm sorry, you said he didn't get drunk. Did you see the shot taker since that incident? Because that was an incident for you because you scarred. First of all, I ain't scarred. Well, you acting like it. I never. No, no, no. I'm just making a point. I'm trying to help somebody that might not be where I am, like even on the spiritual level. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because here you talk, you're like. First Where I am, getting further beyond. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. because, because uh, nothing bothers uh, you in a sense, you know, because you have your own personal relationship with the Christ, the King. So, you know, oh, you everybody else, it. do you. I'm going to pray for you, but do you, and I'm going to work on me and God. You know what I'm saying? So I feel you, but like, no, I have, I think I have seen. And it was awesome. What's up? How you doing? And I kept it moving. Okay. Like, I can't discredit who he is. I can't discredit what he does. He's great at what he does. But for me, I can see that if me and him had some kind of rapport, like we talked on the phone here and there, we text, we even went out together here and there, I can see that. And if you did that, I know who, exactly who you are. Got you. I'm saying, but for me, a brand new one, the, the new person that come on the scene and you do that, Gotcha. Like yo, like let break me in. Like give me, give me, give me three more dinners or something, and then show me you takes. You no, know nah, that's good. He showed you up front so that you could run, <laughs> run for your life, and don't ever turn back. Listen, I mean, I Dominic, I understand it's because this literally that was the same way I felt. Um, with that guy, with the person that mine wasn't with that. But with the uh, person with, I, with the person I had the situation with, and I had I had to realize not to take it personal. I just calmed myself down. It happened quickly because I don't get too excited. But I was just like, you know what it was? I was just shocked that I thought that a lot of people would be better at concealing their stuff, mm-hmm. like not saying because I understand like we've all just talked tonight that everybody has something. Just like emotionally, we all had something that we deal with. There is something that everybody has that they, you know, they, they fall short of the glory of God. And that may be their thing. But I was just like, yo, if this was with your two, three, four friends that already know how you are, we good. But it's with people you don't know. Like, <laughs> I just was like, yo, for real? This is what's going on? And so, 
I'm glad that I was at a mature. I'm glad, just like Dominique, that we are mature enough to not like trip out. Yeah. So let me. I have a question. I'm not the host, but I have a question. You said my question is. This is how it goes. <laughs> my question is: So why do you think these individuals felt so comfortable to do that? Like, what what is it in them let them do that? I feel like my because. I was, I was, uh, I had played, we played, we both had, like, played on the same engagement with her. He had to sing, and my homeboy played for him, and then my group had to play and sing. I played, and my homeboy played with me, too. So, that was like, man, we about to go eat, man, come on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I felt like just because I was with them and how he looked at them, he looked at me the same way. You know what I'm saying? So... Obviously, he had to feel some type of comfort to do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's how that happened. So you think he kind of judged you, like, judged you off of what he thought that you might like? Or maybe he heard something about you. Maybe he thought, you know what I'm saying? You think it was something like that? Well, if if he he heard something about me, I sure told him. When he was like, dude, you taking a shot? No, I don't drink, dog. Okay. I think for me, it just, it, I think the person just was comfort, but I also just mm. think that they didn't care. Mm. I honestly do think that that person didn't care. And, and you gotta understand uh-huh. that we, we live in a time where a lot of people in those positions are just, whoa, not even in those positions, but a lot of people in general, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. people are bold. That is true. Like, that is true. true. I, and I, I mean... And people, I'm sure if later, if somebody brought it to the person's attention of what they did, like, I'm going to put in a good example. If they had a mentor in ministry that brought it to their attention, like, okay, that wasn't a good idea. Like, even though if you're dealing with that or you still feel, because it was more so what the person said that disturbed me than her actual actions. Okay. That's just how I am. Gotcha. But um, I think that, if they had, like, a mentor to tell them, like, okay, that's where you need to work on, like, not being so loose with people who you don't know, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. I think they would be more receptive to it. They're not, they're nine times a ten, unless God himself uses somebody. And I think sometimes we react better to people, to God using strangers, than to God using our counterparts. I just think that's something that sometimes we react better towards. But I think that if it was me to say something to the person, I don't think they would receive it. I think they'd be like, oh, go ahead, go with all that. You know I'm mean? going, yeah. I think the person I ain't going perfect. Here. Yeah, I ain't perfect. Go over with Sorry, all that. I woke up from like the dead. I was listening the whole time. Man. I know. But I mean, that's, I just, because I, because I'm going to say this and I'm, I'm going to start bringing it in because we have now passed the hour time period. I think that a lot of people really don't think that people really try to live consecrated lives for God. I think a lot think of leaders and church members alike have gotten comfortable with the fact that we've all said and everybody got something and I'm going to do what I got to do. I think that's people's mentality. And yes, we have all said. Scripture says that. But it's also about us working towards, you know, yeah, us living towards and working towards heaven. Like, you said something when you sang this um, past winter in Bridgeton and you was talking about how like he was late for work but you kept trying to get there. And things like that. It's not a matter. It, it, it's a matter. Like I think God honors our striving. Yeah, absolutely. 
when we the, the pro and I, I've always talked to my mom about this. She said the problem comes in when you blatantly start to do things knowing it's wrong. Are you going to mess up? Yes. yes. Is somebody going to make you mad? And you just going to flip? Yes, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But if you just walk up to somebody and say, "Yo, blankety blank blank," <laughs> you did that on purpose. You knew exactly what you were saying. Mm-hmm. So it's really about like striving. I agree. Like just that that effort you're putting in. Like God, oh my God. And then another thing is, if that preacher, I'm not. I don't even want to use that preacher anymore. Okay. If that I person, did it, that yeah. if, if I did it, and I've done things where I've done it in front of my friends when I was saved. That I felt so bad about it. My mom was like, that's how you know God is really working on you. Right. Because of that conviction. I felt horrible. But when you do it without conviction. You ain't got the Holy Ghost. Yeah, the Bible. It's just, you know, but I'm striving. All right, I fail. You stumble, you fall, you stumble, you fail. That's the whole walk. And when people get that through their minds, feelings won't get hurt. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, people won't look at you funny. Right, and I think that's why I, I'm. I don't know if I've said this on the show yet, but my I might have with my theory of learning to love people instead of always trusting people all the time. Right. Because when you trust people, when they let you down, when you feel hurt, your emotions then are involved. Because mm-hmm. you're when you trust somebody, your emotions are being put out there. Absolutely. Where if you just love somebody, you're already willing to deal with their faults. Absolutely. Love is forgiving. Love, you know. That's what charity is. It forgives. So when you're loving somebody, you're already willing to help them when you see them about to go down. Right. Where if I'm trusting you, you like, well, when when did you think about going down? Because my, you I trust what you said, and you said you wasn't falling anytime soon. You wasn't tripping out. And when we all know everybody's going to, but I think that is my. I I just hope that people realize that there are people who are still really living and striving to please God. And then people won't get so caught up in all of the bad experiences or all of the bad things that they've experienced. Because then when I think about it, even at night, I think about the person was venting while they're saying what they believe. And I'm just like, oh, like, okay, this is definitely different than what you're preaching in the pulpit. And so that's what made me sit, take a seat back and say, okay, I feel bad now. It's you are, whatever you dealt with is making you think that way as if there's no hope. Right. When you are, when you are proclaiming the one who provides hope, and I think that's that's the that's that's a great point. Like what she's saying about the strive, what you're saying. Like I think a lot of people now, it's not like, like they more so look at people than they do God. Now. Yeah. I feel like people measure themselves up to other people, so then it becomes more comfortable. Oh well, I'm doing better than that person, so I'm I'm straight. straight. I don't measure myself up to people. Like, I mean, I'm nowhere near perfect, but, you know, I know I try to strive toward what God wants. And uh, we've gotten, like you said, so far away from that. Like, mm-hmm. there's just so many excuses now. We let our emotions get us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Far yeah. That's true. So, like, my mom always said, what you feel isn't always right. That's true. You can That's feel, right. like, you can feel anything, but does that mean it's right? Mm-hmm. Now, how you feel is how you feel. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how to feel. can't tell you what to think. Okay. But what you think, that may not be right. It's just what you're thinking. Yeah. That's the earthly part of us. Right. What you feel how you may not be mm-hmm. right. You feel that way, that's fine. 
but does that make it right? Right. Right. Good point. Well, I think we can close out now with prayer. Mm. Um, the question is... Much needed prayer. It, it is much needed prayer. Because I think our discussion about emotions kind of brought us to it enlightened us on some things that we kind of already know what's going on, but it kind of like just a reminder for us. Yeah. Um, so our guests usually pray. So mm. Kelly's prayed and I prayed for you. <laughs> You're not guest anymore. I'm not a guest anymore. <laughs> Love it. So <laughs> that's what you, well, you were only a guest on one show, Kelly. Exactly. <laughs> No, the only time I'm about to be like Kelly. <laughs> Third co-host. Come on, Dominic. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm done with my head. I got my head for Okay, so you want to be the person to pray, to actually use your words to praise out? No, no, no. I'm listening to the prayer. Whoever's about to do it, but not me. Oh, wow. So you just like you didn't pray for that man with the shot. That's it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. And guess what, though? I keep right. Because I keep right. You said you right, what? No type of prayer body. Pray. And I still love them. That's a shame. I hope you pray tonight. I hope you convicted after this show. Yeah, to intercede for somebody else. Well. Well, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. I'm going to end the show. I mean, she's Because I need prayer myself. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, sometimes. Sometimes I don't even have the strength to pray for myself, but I pray for others. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we all got something that ain't right, something that we can put up that effort, put forth even the more effort to uh, overcome the situation because we can't be asking God to oh, help us and we not even trying to help the situation ourselves. So, you know what I'm saying? Sure. At the end of the day, I feel like the prayer is much needed. We all got our things. Father God, we thank you for this session. This is a great session. We thank you for everyone that has assembled themselves here and that came to share. God, we thank you for the discussion. We thank you for allowing us to discuss emotions and everything that comes along with it. Father, we ask that you will help us to navigate our way through our emotions. Help us to use them for your glory. Help us to be able to process our emotions the correct way the way that you would want us to father and for everybody that's listening father we pray that you would touch them that you would touch them in their minds and their hearts and their bodies and their spirits whatever it is that they're going through whatever it is that they're dealing with we pray that you would meet the need and as we also discuss leadership and just people in general father we pray for a standard we pray for a desire to live holy and to live acceptable in your sight for you, not for another man, but because that is what we want to do within our hearts. And we just thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.